Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 165 for Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Happy 4th of July. Uh, Happy Independence Day to my American listeners. Thank you so much for listening, uh, US onesies, and I hope you had a great Independence Day. Uh, Of course, safe with COVID. Um, And then, of course, just, uh, you know, happy uh, week of July 8th to all the rest of the onesies, guys, all over the world. Um, I, uh, I finished, uh, the last of us Two run through, uh, with me Mather. I went to an optometrist appointment. I went to a, uh, hair appointment, I guess, or I can just say I got a haircut, right? I'm a male, uh, or at least for the time being, I continue to identify as one. I can tell you guys about, yeah, it's like I had a hair appointment. Actually, I went to excuse me, Jesus, get a haircut. Um, what else? I hung out, uh, went for one of the evenings at the absolute comedy patio, went there. I, uh, did some shopping with the mother. I started a new gig, uh, just a short one, but it's, but it's getting me back out in the world doing things. Um, played a new game, uh, finished an old one guys. I'll tell you all sorts of different fun stuff. So like I said, happy 4th of July to all my American friends. Did not see a whole heck of a lot of, of posts for any t- too much craziness or anything like that. So hope everyone just had fun listening to some of what my, my, you know, us colleagues and comedy were doing down there. A lot of people were just doing the, the basic, you know, stuff with family, but you know, just still firing off some, some fireworks and whatnot. Um, as I mentioned, I, I, in the last episode, I was playing the last of us through with my mother. So we, we played through in a couple of days, the, uh, the last of us part two, uh, it's a much longer game, but, uh, again, the, the story was so gripping. Even my mom was like, Hey, you want to come back again tomorrow? We'll do even more. Like she, she was enjoying it. And, um, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend like more than a minute talking about this, but just, it was, uh, she really enjoyed it and it gave us, you know, a lot of chat. Like we did a lot of talking about what we thought this metaphor meant and this symbolism of this and that and whatever. And the story overall, uh, I don't think this ruins anything because I'm, I doubt a lot of you know that, well, that's not fair to doubt it, but I'm just going to say the story is not too unlike, uh, Wuthering Heights. So if you're familiar with that story, it gives you an idea of what the theme of, of this story is like. Um, I don't even know how to spell that weathering, weathering heights, withering heights. Um, but yeah, so it gives you an idea, uh, you know, the story of heat cliff and, and all that. So if you, uh, you know, if you want to know more about it, it'd be a long time before even the, the first games story series is out on HBO. So, uh, you know, if you're interested in it, watch some YouTube videos of, although the, the internet's hating on a lot of it, you know, saying it's woke bullshit because there's LGBT characters in the game, but they have very little bearing on the story's got nothing to do with that. 
you know, it's elements of the characters, but that's not what, that's not what drives the story forward, you know? So, um, anyways, played it. She loved it. We've been talking about it. I've been watching some, you know, thoughts videos and just sharing it was, and, uh, and I'm glad I got to share that, uh, that story with somebody again, someone who's not a gamer. That was what was fun for me. My mom is not a gamer by any means. She plays candy crush on her fucking phone. I think that's the extent of it. So she really enjoyed the story. And it was interesting to, to listen to her, what, you know, what she thought of just the whole idea of being a kind of a passenger through a playthrough of a game, but she really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So, um, I also, uh, you know, nothing too spectacular, but I actually had my first patio session, uh, you know, with some friends and stuff like that. I went to the absolute comedy patio this last weekend, I think on Saturday, um, hung out with my friend, Karen, uh, saw another friend of mine, um, uh, Davey. Uh, it was cool. It was really cool to, to be able to just sort of to hang out, have a couple of drinks. Um, it was quiet. It was the quietest night that we've had, but, uh, you know, good, uh, good time on the absolute patio, just shooting the shit, having some drinks. Um, things are starting to feel a little bit more normal rather than like outside. It's like, Oh my God, everybody run. Um, you know, we did, we, we did practice social distancing, but it was just kind of cool to be up. So that was kind of cool. Um, what else I'm trying to burn through the stuff that I find not particularly interesting. So why don't I tell you guys about my optometrist appointment, huh? My first optometrist appointment in a long time. Um, what's funny about it? Is there anything funny? Uh, the whole thing was done. I had to wear like a, a mask. So I'm like, I'm sticking my face and my forehead on these machines. I went to the optometrist at Costco because I'm like, you know, I'm going to buy some glasses. I'm going to do them here at, uh, here at Costco where it's cheaper. So I'm sure all of you have been to the optometrist, right? You know, what looks better? Number one, number two, number one, number two, two or four, or sorry, two, two or three, two or three, three or four. Uh, can you go back one? Let me see that one again. Three or four. Can I, can I see three? Can I just see the other three or four? Can you just leave it on three for one fucking second? Can I look through three before you flip it on me? You cocksuck. Anyways, um, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure if you've ever been to the optometrist, you know what I'm talking about. So they did all these other tests too. Um, they did the, obviously that was the last one that they did. Uh, well, second last doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> it's really not that important to the story. But what's cool uh, and interesting is like, I, again, anything medical freaks me out. Like your eyes can get cancer. So I'm, you don't, I don't need a lot to be like worried. So um, I'm going there and every test they do one where like you're, you're staring at a dot and I, I can't remember what that one was testing, but you're staring at a dot and they sort of taking pictures of your, your eye. And then they do one where they like puff air in your eye. And I don't remember what the fuck that one. I was like, you check your eyes pressure or something like that. Um, then you do the, you know, read the bottom line for me and all that. And I remember, so here's the thing, like whenever they test all that stuff and then, then, you know, the, the, the optometrist is actually telling me that my prescription is considering that like, I haven't really, I haven't had it changed in almost a decade. He goes, your prescription is almost no different you know, it's a very slight adjustment from what it would have been 10 years ago. So he's like, so your eyes are, you know, in terms of the degradation, it, they're, they're doing it in a very, like, it's really good. You couldn't really ask for much better than this over 10 years for someone who's already got, you know, eye issues and stigmatisms, like they're really not going that bad. I was like, oh, that's great. That's great. Um, like I was telling them too, I'm, I'm still too much of a pussy to get the laser eye surgery. First off, it's expensive. But second, the fact that they can't put you to sleep. And they slice your eye with a blade. And my mom worked in a laser eye surgery clinic when I was younger. So they're telling me stories about like when people, they put the flap back and doesn't quite go perfectly back. So like, there's like, like a ripple will heal in it. They got to cut it again and try to flatten it out. And it's like, 
If you've ever put up, oh, put up wallpaper, really? I don't know. If you're ever trying to put a sticker or a decal or something on, you get a fucking bubble in it. It's like, ugh. Just imagine that's your eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got to cut it and try to push the, ugh. So until they can put me to sleep. So I just go, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, I'll play the odds on that other thing. You know, I don't want to sit there. And apparently other people are like, yeah, you can smell your eye burning. I'm like, oh, that's great. So for now it's glasses and the degradation of the eye is, is going pretty well. So they did that, that test. And he was telling me everything that's, that's going, uh, going well, you know, uh, he says, you seem to be doing well now. I, I had, um, an optometrist who I would say back in my like early twenties, um, she found holes in my retina. So I actually have had laser eye surgery, just not the cosmetic kind. So I remember, um, she was like looking in my eyes and she found, uh, holes in my retina. And she's like, well, you know, she goes, well, you got to get these fixed because what happens is like fluid will, will go through those holes and it'll build up and eventually just detach your retina from your, the back of your eye. And then you go blind. I'm like, okay, well, let's fucking fix that then. So I went to go see this, this, uh, you know, eye eye specialist. I also had to Google what the difference between an optometrist and an ophthalmologist is. And I think one of them is like, you know, they're, they're, they're both kind of doctors, but one of them is just kind of like looking at the, uh, you know, they kind of look and they, you know, do prescriptions and, and, pres- you know, prescribe corrective vision, whatever. And then like the ophthalmologist does like eye surgery, you know, they can actually, you know, perform surgery on the eyes stuff like that. So this guy, and I had the, I had these holes in both my retinas. So like, or both eyes. Yeah. Both retinas is the same thing. Anyways. Um, so I had to get both eyes done. I think it was only my left eye. I don't really recall. Fuck, you'd think you'd remember something like that. It was a very quick surgery. I had to go and meet with this guy. And then, and then I think, I don't think he performed it the same day, but I could be wrong. It was a long time ago. And so the last thing uh, that this guy did, uh, this doctor that I just went and saw, um, he he checked my retina. He's like, can I dilate your pupils? He's like, you're going to be okay with that? You know, do you have anywhere you have to be for the next like hour or so? I'm like, well, I can just shop around Costco, I guess. You know, so he, uh, he dilated my pupils and then he shines a super bright light in your eye and he's basically checking your, your retinas. And I'm like, this is the part where I'm like, fuck, I don't want him to find anything. Like when he's looking at the back, you know, stressing out. And I'm like, I told, I even told him, I go, don't, don't sigh or go, Hmm. Or any, any noise you make, I am immediately going to evaluate as worst case scenario. And (laughs) like, I just don't like that shit. I hate anything that's like, Oh, it's bad news. And I, so he's like, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. So like, he's, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward, you know, up, up to the right, over full right, down right, look straight down, over to the left. And he's checking one eye at a time, of course. And, uh, and of course, in the second eye, when he's doing my left eye, that's when he's like, all right, look down to the right. And then, or sorry, yeah, down to the left. Okay. And he's like, and we get up to the up to the look up to the right part. And he's like, okay. And then look back down to the left. For me. I'm like, we already did that. What's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, what are you double checking? <laughs> I did it. I cooperated. And then, uh, and he's like, no, nah, I was just looking at the scars from, from when you were doing the, the side. He goes, yeah, there's no, no new issues with your, with your retinas. Like they look, you know, I could see the scars from when they did the laser. Eyes. Basically it was like the laser eye surgery I got done was like, they were cauterizing the hole. So I didn't have to actually have my eye cut open or anything like that. It's like a, it was like this green laser was like wop, 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 wop over the hole. And it, and it was weird because it felt like somebody was pressing their thumb 
against my eye. So at first it was like, you close your eye and you just rest your thumb barely on the outside. And it doesn't really feel like anything. It just feels like someone's touching it. But then as the surgery was going on, like in my eyes open, so no, his thumb's not on the eye. It just felt like the pain in the back of my eye. I just felt like someone was pressing over the course of like the four minute surgery. It just felt like someone was pressing their thumb deeper and deeper. So it started to hurt more and more. It's just pressure. And they were like, I might feel like a bit of a pinch, no pinch pain whatsoever. It just felt like someone was shoving my eye into my head very slowly. Like they were not letting up. They just kept shoving it harder and harder. So it was cool to hear that my, my vision did not get any worse. I was, uh, no new holes or anything like that. Despite the little bit of stress, I always, I always stress. You guys know that I always stress about things first and then it ends up being okay. Um, so I went out to Costco. I picked up, uh, three different pairs of glasses. So I got some, you know, went from one pair of glasses that I've had for almost 10 years in terms of the lenses, uh, I've replaced the frames a few times, but, uh, yeah, brand new glasses, three pairs. They said it might take up to two weeks. Uh, I, I got them on the, sorry, I, I ordered them on Thursday and got the text messages that two pairs were ready Saturday morning. So literally less than 48 hours after I placed the order, they were in store, which is great. I got three new sets of transitions, three different styles of frames for different looks for my stupid face. And, uh, to be honest with you, like for what I got with transitions on all lenses and everything like that, I only paid 600 bucks, which I've paid, I paid like 500 and change, um, for one set of glasses in the past. So, uh, I'm very, very happy with, uh, with what I paid and what I got. Um, and then, and then the, the third pair was ready on Monday. So that was, that was super cool. The fact that like, you know, four days within four days of, of being there, all of my glasses were, were in and they said it could have taken up to two weeks. It was, it wasn't even a single week. So, uh, that was super dope, super dope. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I also went to get a haircut. Uh, my buddy, Kenny B, who is a DJ on hot 899 here in Ottawa. Um, he's got, uh, he's got pretty trendy, uh, trendy hairstyle has for some time. So, uh, I just reached out to him. Uh, I saw an Instagram video of him getting his haircut. And I was like, you know what? I think I'd like to, to maybe go to your place. Uh, my barber, I've got several barbers. I've told you guys over the, the course of the one minute podcast, I've got different kind of barbers in different cities, depending on where I'm at and how badly I need a haircut. Um, but the guy that I uh, use here in Ottawa, uh, has taken ill, was supposed to open back up and then, and then got a, uh, got a really bad illness. So, um, he's recovering. I hope he does well. Um, but we don't know when he's going to be open again. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I said, so I'm going to check your dude out, man. And, uh, and see about that. So I went to, uh, I went to the hair salon there and, um, it was funny. I we had to wait outside and like sign, not necessarily waivers, but like a medical disclosure kind of thing about, you know, have we been around this? We've we been in that. Have we signed any of this? Blah, blah, blah. Go in, uh, had to get shampooed. Everyone has to do that. So I guess I came in and they're like, yeah, take over here. We're going to wash your hair. They washed my hair for me. Um, I was a little bummed out because I couldn't get my beard done. Um, you know, he shaved sort of the sides, or whatever, but I wasn't able to get my beard done and styled because, uh, you're not allowed to take your mask off. So I'm like, uh, okay. You know, I may have, I, I mean, I'm really happy with the haircut, but I may have reconsidered. So I'm holding this mask on and at times. Like he has to like take the strap off one ear so we can do my sideburns and stuff. And I'm holding the mask. I'm holding the strap down at the bottom. So, uh, Vince, the guy who, who did my hair was super cool. We were joking, laughing, love the guy. Um, it is pricier than what I'm used to for, for paying for, for hair. But I think that's just the world I live in now. If I want a good cut from someone who's kind of up on, on trends, uh, you gotta pay for it. So, um, I liked it. I liked it. Couldn't do my beard. Uh, I came home and sort of did that myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
and and I'm still kind of in this whole like I don't want to post pictures of myself. I'm I'm disappointed with myself overall the whole length of COVID in terms of like all the really good things I could have done for myself that I didn't. Um, so yeah, I, uh, and I have something to talk about on next week's episode. Uh, I'm doing this one a couple of days late, so I'll, uh, I'll tell you guys more about that. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I just was like, okay, I, I feel good about how I look when, for the people who are going to see me. Um, I also started doing some in-store demos and stuff, uh, this week. So again, I, I had to make myself uh, presentable. I had to, I had to, to get the, the COVID hair and all that shit under control. So I uh, love the, the haircut. I'll, uh, when I'm feeling a little bit better overall, I'll, uh, I'll post some pictures, you know, naturally you guys are following me on social media, right? So, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see what's there. <laughs> Um, what else? So yeah, I told you guys I've been actually doing some, some installs. I got a, a gig doing vacuum cleaner installs at, uh, at Best Buy. So, you know, Monday, uh, Monday and Tuesday I'm doing it all week, but Monday and Tuesday, I'm doing these little half ones. I actually got very, very lucky. So I'm only doing one per day and it takes about an hour, but it's, that's just the way the gig goes. I wasn't sure. Like I've done these things before where they're like, Hey, why don't you come on into the store and, uh, and set up this, you know, you know, we'll do this install thing here. And it's like, great. And it's like, how long? Oh, this should take about 30 minutes each, you know, but you get paid for the full hour. You're like, great. Then you go in and you can't get the store to find the stuff. You can't get the things to work. You're missing pieces. Um, you know, so something that was supposed to take 30 minutes ends up taking two and a half hours. So I scheduled when, when they asked me, you know, when I wanted to do them, I just scheduled one per day just in case there was any issues. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I did, it's funny on Monday, I went out to the Gatineau location because that was the first one. So I was doing a Best Buy in Gatineau. And when I got there, they had already assembled it and installed it themselves. Huge win for me there. So I reached out to my team and they're like, yeah, well, lucky you, you get paid for it, even though they did it. So I was like, boom, took the pictures, uh, filed the reports. Everything was gravy. Somebody's cooking something real good. Smells, smells goddamn good in this house right now. Um, so that was, that was super awesome. And then the following day I went to Orleans and I actually had to do the work this time. Um, but pretty straightforward. It was pretty straightforward. I, uh, easy enough gig. Again, it took more than the, this one's one where it's like, it'll take you about an hour. It took a little over an hour, but it wasn't hard work. And it's, it's great that I'm, I'm back to taking some gigs for my, my, my marketing and, and demo companies. So I'm happy with that. Costco was next door on the Quebec side. So obviously I popped in there, picked up some, some good stuff. I actually picked up these really cool, um, I can't remember what the fucking name of them is, but I picked up these like little squares come in a bag. They were on sale. They're like gluten-free, but they're like, you know, oats and, and dark chocolate, whatever. Fucking delicious. They're small. Like they're like picture something that's the size of a two bite brownie. That's like 110 calories each, but, but gluten-free delicious. I've, I've been having a couple of those every day. Um, is that really a talking point? I don't know. Fuck. I'm, I'm a sucker for a sale, man. So it's like, oh, delicious squares. Normally 10 bucks on sale for six. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'll take them and they're delicious. I bought, I bought two bags. I'm like, just in case I, you know, I like them. I won't have to come back to this one. If I don't, I'll bring back the unopened one. Um, fuck, whatever that is smells good. You know, they say don't shop when you're hungry. Don't, don't record the podcast when you're hungry. Um, oh, am I going to reach over and open that bag? Start eating those things I'm talking about? No, plow through, plow through. Just get the work done. Just get the work done. All right. I'm just going to read the last little bits I got. Um, I, uh, let's do the gazebo shopping. I went gazebo shop with my mom. My mom has been asking for some time now over the last few weeks. She's been looking at all these different, like, you know, uh, backyard gazebo things. The problem is that she wants her, she wants something with shade on the back porch where she sits. And the problem is, is that she's got like an awning that comes off the, the back of the house 
over the door and her back porch isn't very big. So she's been trying to find something that's like, you know, it's going to solve the problem. And the biggest issue is like, well, you can't like, it's just, there's just nothing designed for that, that type of space. So you're either gonna have to build something custom, which is going to cost like, she's basically, she's like looking for something that's like perfect for her area. That's going to be cheap. And I'm like, well, it's just, unfortunately they just don't make, it's not a big demand for a fucking three by six, you know, awning freestanding awning with a bug net and all that doesn't you know you can, i'm sure you can find someone somewhere but it's going to cost you a lot because it's it's you know custom or or they'd make away less of them because that's not what people are after so i finally convinced her to like let's just go look and see what's out there you know i was telling her like make a list of what you want you know you want something that's got a bug net you want something that's got a you know shade you want something that's big enough to put you know some chairs in you know I'll write down all the different things that you want from this thing. And she's like, you know, I go, if you want on the porch, right on the porch, but we're going to go out and look and we'll see if we can find something that ticks off as many boxes. Cause I was like, we can get you, you know, an, an eight by eight or a 10 by 10 gazebo freestanding, like, you know, tent with bug net and all that shit. But it's, we have to put it in the yard. She's like, well, I don't want to walk all the way down there. Anyways, not in the, I don't have to make you guys relive the torture that was this, this conversation, but eventually got her to the point where it was like, okay, let's go and see what's out there you know, and we'll see what ticks off the most boxes. So we went to, uh, you know, Canadian tire and, and, uh, Rona and home Depot and a bunch of these different places. We found something Canadian tire that she, she really liked a good price and picked it up and had it delivered. So, uh, that should come on Wednesday, uh, the day of this podcast. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. I'll set that up for her and she'll be happy to get a chance to enjoy some backyard stuff, even though it's hot as fuck. But, uh, yeah, so she, she got a 10 by 10, uh, gazebo that has, um, what do you call it? Uh, bug net. Yeah. Mosquito net, whatever. You know, what's interesting. And this was something else we were looking at too, because my mom needs a shed in the backyard. Like their current sheds, the doors busted off of it. So like, you can't put anything of value in there. They've, she's had people stealing stuff out of the backyard before. Um, but we were looking, it's funny when you're looking at like these kind of like tented gazebo things, I find furniture sets frustrating, right? Even if it's lawn furniture, because like you you go to the store and you look at the furniture set and you see a big price tag, oh, eight ninety nine. You're like, okay, that's, that's a lot of money, but it's not horrible. And then you're like, oh, that's just the table, you know, or you'll look and you're like, oh, it's just the table and the four chairs, but those end tables and that couch that come with it, that's all extra. It's just, um, I mean, it's not the end of the world. You figure it out, but it's just, you know, look, look, you put everything together, show me what the prices for everything together. And then I'll read the other prices. Like you want to break it down individually underneath fine, but show me what the collection costs and then we'll mark it down from there. It's just, it's, it's irritating. Well, these gazebos are the same way. Like obviously lawn furniture, exactly the same thing as like dining sets where it's like, oh, it's just the four table for four chairs. If you want the table, that's extra. And then you want the bench at the other end, whatever. I just said that. Um, so the idea is you go for the, the tents and it's like, what's in the store. You're like, Oh, that's, that's a good price. Oh, this is like 600 bucks. It's, you know, it's big and it's pricey, but like, that's, that's pretty cool. It's got the net and it's got the drapes. And it's like, Oh no, the, the mosquito net is extra. Oh yeah. And then, the, and then of course the, dra- the draperies, you know, on top of it, or it's not on top of it, but, but the, the, like the, the, the blackout curtains, those are, those are more as well. You're like, fuck, can you just, I want to buy that thing. Can you put the price for that thing? That whole thing right there that you have on display, just put that price together. Well, we were looking at sheds as well, and it's kind of like the same idea with sheds. It's like you can find these sheds, but like a lot of sheds come without floors. 
And that's another thing where you're like, okay, like I, I want to buy something that I put it here. It has a floor. Like I'm not looking to just rest shit on the grass or whatever, but I guess, I guess some people just do that or they want to put their own flooring in. So it's just, it's one of those things when you're looking at it, you're like, does it come with a floor or does it not come with a floor? Does it come with a mosquito net or does it not? Does it come with the drapes or does it not come with the drapes? Like what the fuck is this price representative? And a lot of them don't even, didn't even say on their, uh, on their write-ups, like on the big price tags with all the shit written about, it wouldn't say it. You have to like literally open these sheds and look to see if there's a floor or not. And then like type in the item number on the website. So it would bring it up. So you could read in detail, like what actually comes with it is the floor, even though there's a floor, is that floor actually included? You know, it's so hard buying things. First world problems. You guys can, you'll get over it <laughs> for all those people going like, yeah, do you have any real problems? No, no, clearly I don't. Um, but yeah, so I spent some time doing that, but I, it's cool to see her getting excited for her, her yard stuff. And I am enjoying spending time with her. Like I said, I got to play the last of us with her. I got to spend some time doing a little bit of gazebo shopping. You know, she just wants, she wants a little area to feel good about, you know, don't we all, don't we all just want a little place to call our own. What she really wants to be honest with you is a place where people will come and visit. Um, my mom is a wonderful person, but she's not the tidiest. And so with two dogs, like dog hair, she, my mom's a bit of a clutter bug. She's, she's a, she's a lot of a clutter bug. Uh, it's not a shit on her, but you know, she, she wants people to come visit. I, I, but I, I find it a little depressing to visit my mom just because there's like, there's so much mess. It's not hoarder level, but it's like, there's just so much shit that doesn't need to be there. It could either be put away or organized or a lot of it could just, you don't need it, throw it out, get rid of it. But she's one of those people, oh, what if I need like it, the hoarder mentality of like, well, what if I need it someday? It's like, you don't, you've never used it. Um, so it's tough. Like I, you know, how do you explain to somebody, send me an email. If anyone knows the answer to this, contact the one man podcast.com. I would love to know. But like, how do you say to somebody care about like, look, the reason that a lot of people don't want to come over and visit for long is that like people don't want like, like I know that when I'm feeling the down or whatever, like I don't want to be there. Not because I don't love my mom, but because like, I just her environment makes me more depressed and more uncomfortable. Like, you know, there's definitely something to minimalism where you're in clean spaces and you feel, you know, so my mom's yard also has a lot of shit in it, but it is kind of nice to be outside. So, you know, she's got this and I think in her head, she's like, okay, well, this is, I'm going to have a nice area for people to come over and visit and whatever. And I just need to, to get that mentality of like, you clean up the space and even more people will come, you know? And it's easier to clean up outside, I think, than it is to clean up inside, truthfully. So um, I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. And I hope that this, um, I hope that she gets excited about her space and wants to take care of it. Right? Isn't that what we all want? You know? Um, so I'm happy for her. Whatever. All right. A couple things and then I'll, uh, I'll fuck off and let you guys get back to your lives. Um, I started playing, I, I started, I guess I finished a game that I've been playing called, uh, you know, I, I started playing it a months and months ago, if not a year or two ago, uh, called typo man. So like a typo isn't a mistake, man, typo man. And it was this cool little side scroller. You know, you can finish it in a couple hours and it's just, it's a fun game where you're, you're playing as this little sort of stick character who's made of letters and you're solving puzzles with words. So there's platform jumping and things like that, but like you'll have words coming up that are like, uh, you know, the, uh, I'll give you an example. Like there's an area where there's gas, right? So the word gas is like sitting on the, the, the area, like on the ground and, and gas is being emitted from the word gas. So 
you you can't you can run through the gas particularly quick but if there's but there's parts where there's several words of gas so the whole area is just filled with gas and if you try to run through it you die but there's letters you know before that so like you know i can't remember what the word is i think the word like open and it'll like open a gate all right that's a small example of typo man you're trying you got a pile of letters you can spell the word open open will open a gate for you so you're you're writing words to solve problems but then you'll steal like the letter p you grab the letter p and carry it with you through the gas so what you do is like you drop the letter p at the end of the word gas which turns into the word gasp Right, so you put the word gasp there, and all of a sudden, you get to take a big deep breath, clear of that. So it's like a safe word. It's like, oh, gasp, big breath, and then you pick up the letter P and you run to the next letter gas, uh, the next word gas, and drop it down. Boom, you get to gasp for air. So that's how you solve the puzzle. Is you're, you're, you're doing little things like that. Like there was the word part at one point sitting on the ground. You're like, oh, part. You start walking towards it, and then the back of the word picks itself up and flips over on you, and part backwards is trap. So it's a trap and it kills you. So you got to like, oh, fuck, okay, how do I do this? So I, I found that there was in the area, there was a letter S and you bring the letter S with you. So when the thing flips over and turns into trap, well, the S right in front of it turns into strap and then it straps the word down and it doesn't no longer becomes like a bear trap that kills you. Just a cool game like that. So it's basically you're, you're, you're playing with anagrams. You're, you're reorganizing things to turn into words that help you, you know, proceed through, solve little puzzles, whatever. So it's just, it's just really a smart word game with some platforming jump, whatever. So anyways, I, I managed to finish that. That was a fun one. Um, and again, if you guys are like me, you're just looking for something small, you can finish in a few hours, um, like puzzle, you know, use your brain game. Like that's the thing with call of duty and shit like that shooting and sniping. It's always the same shit. Like I don't, I don't really have to use my brain. It's a reflex game. It does take skill, but it's not, I'm not solving anything. I'm not, I'm not thinking outside the box and, and stuff. I like the stuff that challenges my brain. I'm either going to get a good story out of it, or I'm going to challenge my brain to come up with solutions and things. Those are the kinds of games that I like. Call of Duty. It's like, what's the story? Kill the terrorists. Uh, okay. And what do you do? You just keep shooting everybody. You just shoot everybody you see on the other team. Uh, okay. My key, my KD ratio is really good. Oh, okay. That's kill death ratio. So you kill way more people. You kill way more than you die, basically. But all that shit means nothing to me. So, yeah. So I like the stuff like Typo Man. Started playing a game with uh, with uh, Chad and Rich and uh, my buddy Dylan um, called uh, The Forest. The Forest is a game that's pretty much like a 3D version of Don't Starve um, that I really enjoyed. So The Forest has is, is got a very weak plot in the sense that like you're on a plane, it crashes, and now you're just in the middle of the woods and you find uh shit laying around. So it's not as, it's not quite as unforgiving as, uh, as don't starve, but it's more gruesome, um, early. So the idea is like you crash and now you're like, okay, so you, you have a little ax and you can use it to chop like saplings which turn into sticks or you chop you chop down trees you actually have to walk around the tree and chop it down then it falls and then busts into logs when it falls and then you you know you can only collect so many logs and you have access to like everything right away in terms of being able to build and when you build it drops a blueprint down so you can see what you're about to build and how much of it is complete um but but the game like there's cannibals in the forest um, and they kind of doesn't matter. It's not like you go to an area where they are, like they come for you. Um, so playing with Chad and rich, like it's, it was multiplayer. So it was fun, but we're like, we built a, a cabin real quick. And then we almost immediately started building like these big log walls 
around our, our sort of camp. We, we actually built our camp uh, by the beach so that we didn't have to wall off like all four areas. We kind of, you know, put our backs to the ocean and then walled off the other area. But like within a span of just a few days, like even in, in um, don't starve, it takes a few days before some, some, you know, things start to get really bad. The, the weather is not, uh, you're not dying of heat and snow and things like that in, uh, in, uh, the forest. Um, but you do have like these cannibals come. So you start with like, just these kind of like, you know, uh, uh, feral cannibals. They're like, they look like, you know what? One of them looks like, uh, the, the, the chick from the end of sleepaway camp looks almost like the same hair. They're all naked, right? So the women are running around with their fucking jungle titties flopping around, which is odd. <laughs> Um, then you got one that's like Sinead O'Connor. She's like her head shaved, but still running around naked with her tits hanging out. It's very weird. It's very, very weird. But, but the, the level of cannibals gets like more intense. So some of them start to come and they've got like war paint on their face. And then you get these ones that come with like, uh, you know, clubs with skulls on the end of them. And then you get these ones with like full blown wooden and torch. Like they, they look like the snowflakes from a Victoria's Secret pageant where it's like all these different s sticks coming out, like the angel wings or whatever. So it's like that, but with like sticks and skulls and torches on them. Very, very elaborate. So you're like, oh, that's like a chief. And then when you think that like, and then they come with more and more of them. There's these ones that are like almost like Gollum, where they're like, you know, very Gollum-esque that like climb trees and jump from tree to tree. So we had to make sure that we chopped down the trees around our wall so they couldn't jump in. Like they'd climb the tree and then jump from one tree to the other and then jump into our camp. So we're like, holy fuck. Um, but, but right when you think you've seen the most, you're like, oh shit, there's like, we've had, we just had a big, big amount of them. They go away after a while. So the walls are good in that regard, you know? So if you just kind of weather the storm of them hanging out outside your camp, they'll go away after a while, but they, uh, <laughs> it's fucked up because they, they really do continue to get more aggressive. And then you start to get these like mutated ones that'll come. Where it's like, they've got like, like eight legs, like a spider. And it's just like an amorphous blob with arms and, and stuff. And then for some reason, tits coming out of the back of them. But it's just like this blob, these, these weird creatures that'll come and then, and then overgrown, like hulking ones that'll come. One of them looks like, honestly, it looks like a ball bag, uh, with legs. That's all it does. It looks like a ball bag with legs, but they're, but they're vicious and they screech. They make these horrible sounds. And instead of it being cartoony and Tim Burton esque, like, like don't starve, where it's just kind of like a cartoon difficult game. That's got like, even, even though it's, it's unforgiving, it's got a level of cuteness to it. This is like mute, like, like very real looking. So you've got all these mutants and things like that running and trying to, and when you kill them, your source of food is to chop up the bodies and then like cook the legs and arms and, and heads on the fire and then eat that. So as much as these people are cannibals, we're cannibals too. We're eating these fucking forest monkeys that are running around everywhere. It's, um, it's interesting. It's certainly not as good as don't starve. And there's a lot of like, you know, kind of bugs with the game and it's not super clear what your objective is. But it's, it's pretty like, it's pretty gruesome. And then it's funny because like the gameplay and the story don't really back up that level of, of gruesomeness. So like, like last of us part two is way more violent and, and you know, but at least the story, like you get what's going on and why it's so 
so brutal. Whereas this is like, I'm just, I'm eating people every day. Like we were so desensitized. You have to, let's not like you kill them and then you just get arms and legs in your inventory. It's not like, Hey, human meat, put it on the fire. We have to pick up the bodies. It was so funny. Rich and rich and Chad were carrying these bodies around for the longest time. Like these two naked women just picking up the bodies running around. I'm like, you guys are like, and, and this was before we made our camp. So it was like, we're going to need food. So like we're running around this forest looking for a place to make camp. They've got these two naked dead women slumped over their shoulders. Like they're carrying around their sex dolls. It was fucking hilarious to just watch them carrying around these fucking dead women, dead naked women. Uh, but yeah. So what happens is once you, once you have these bodies, you put them down and you have to dismember them. So you got to hack at the limbs with the ax until the limb breaks off. And then you can either put it on a drying rack to eat it like, like feet jerky or you, or you have, or you throw it on the fire to cook it. Like it's fucked up. So our camp now at the point that we're at, we've got like eight drying racks with like six limbs and heads hanging off them. It's our camp looks way more horrifying than, than the little, little cannibal camps that you come across. Like they've got like stick, stick tents, like lean to tents made out of sticks with like, they'll have like, you know, one head on a stick. Ours is we've got like clearly a small, uh, sorry, a large family's worth of just limbs hanging off. It's like 26 legs and 50 fucking arms and heads, you know, and we're sitting, we're sitting there dressed like, you know, in, in uh, plaid and jeans. So it's like these hipsters, fucking hipsters. And you can, you can take the skin off these big creatures. These like, these like, you know, it's honestly like this Island that we crashed on had like a, like a power plant. Cause there's mutants and these horrible creatures like everywhere. And when you kill them, you can rip their skin off and make like armor out of it. So it's, it's honestly just like this. Uh, it's, it's hard to describe. It's fucked up. The game is fucked up and it's, you know, you're, you got to put like uh meat epigees and stuff around the camp. So like, you got to build your own, like you, you'll use the arms and legs and skulls to like spike, turn like to like Transylvania's, you know, Vlad the Impaler outside of your camp. Like you put, you put heads and arms and everything like that. And if you light them on fire, you'll scare off. Like that keeps the, the creatures away for like a day. It's horrifying. Basically this is like this game. It should be called how to become a cannibal. You know, we're way worse than the creatures that are out there, but we, you know, we build like towers and, and craft our own arrows and shit like that. And we're shooting these things from outside. The whole thing's fucked up. Um, but I've been having fun playing it been having fun playing it, it running from these hell cannibals. And the, the further along we survive, the harder and more fucked up creatures. Like I have no idea. Like the, there's more and more of these things that show up. We're only in day like 20 something, but the idea is the further along we've gone, we've started to see even more and more creatures. So who knows, you know, there's a trophy for, for surviving 100 days. And I would imagine that, you know, I don't know at what point they stop sending these things, but the level of like processing that this game does i there's only there's only so many things that would be able to send so at one point it'll just be like well we've reached the maximum number of them that we can send due to just you know the ability to process that in a from a computing standpoint you know i played games when i was young where it's like you know you're building buildings or you're building units and the game for some reason will let you keep building units but you basically crash the game because it can't handle processing how many units you've made and, and giving them commands and moving them around and just keeping track of that from a computing standpoint. Right. So at some point these games have learned like, well, we max out at this. So it's like, okay, well 
at what point have they not designed any new creatures? And at what point, you know, will they max out the, the ones? Cause that's what games do now is they design it so that you can't crash the game. You've only got this many enemies, which is why when you see a new game with like, you know, really lush backgrounds and, and, you know, a bunch of enemies that you're fighting, it's like, you really got to realize that that's, that's where we're going with, with games and why, you know, higher processors and more expensive machines is because the more processing power it has, the more like, you know, the more it can do effectively. Like when you see really like high detailed grass and trees and textures on walls, like that all takes processing power. So the nicer you make something look, you, you know, you got to take from something else. And so these things like the last of us two that have like, you know, and then red dead redemption two and stuff that have beautiful landscapes. Um, you know, they design engines for them so that like, you know, I'm sure you've seen a game where like, as you're driving, like more cars will pop into the distance. Like if you're somebody who doesn't know much about video games and you see these big open worlds, like just know that like, when you look way off into the distance, even though that sometimes those are areas where you can go to, there's nothing there yet. Like there's nothing rocking around and whatnot. Cause that's all stuff that the game would have to process. They, they create these sort of like little circumference, you know, radiuses where within a certain distance of the player, things will generate and, and look, so the world looks alive. And of course, as processing power has gotten better, they can do more with, with stuff like that. So, you know, the radiuses have gotten bigger and the engines have gotten bigger. So all I'm saying is that this, this game, the forest, I, I can't see them adding any more enemies. I just see them adding different shit. So these creepy mutated things, I would definitely say Google the game, the forest and see if you can find some short videos on YouTube or at least watch a trailer. It's interesting. I, I like the building aspect. It's basically like a more refined version of Minecraft, except yeah, you're not putting blocks on each other and the things that you're seeing are way more like horrifying and gruesome, but it, it's the, the building part where we're, we're building walls and ramparts and, and, you know, uh, gazebos and log cabins and, and rafts and things like that. It's just it, the building parts fun. And, uh, and there's lots to explore. Um, unlike, unlike, um, don't starve. This game, the forest does not have uh, randomly generated maps every time. The map is always the same. The only difference is where the game starts you. So once you know the map, you know the map. So there's not a whole lot of replayability, but we haven't finished it yet. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, and that's all I got to tell you, guys. Uh, come on, send me an email. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Just tell me about anything you want. I'm going to see uh, Red. Uh, I'll have one more episode for you guys. I will be leaving for her place next week, but I do have... Uh, I'm going on Thursday, so I won't, um, I'll still have another episode for you before I leave. So, uh, anything that you want to ask me or her, maybe hold my feet to the fire, write her something that we can read where she'll have to put me on the spot or whatever it is, anything you guys want at all, you know, I'm open to it. Contact at one man Um, she'll do, uh, um, uh, an episode with me while I'm there. So that'll be fun. So next week's episode, uh, 166, I believe. Uh, will be just me, but then, uh, the one after that will be with red or send me an email and let me know if you want me to have it like a day or two late. Um, in which case, um, you know, maybe I'll just wait till I get there and her and I will do, you know, two episodes together or something, but, but either way, she will be uh, co-hosting one of the episodes with me. Uh, looking forward to that. I've also got somebody, uh, who's a new, uh, new music artist, um, who's put out their first single. I played her stuff, uh, on an episode a while back. Uh, she's also in the London area. So I'm going to try to plan a, um, uh, an interview with her one of the days. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. That's the podcast. Contact one podcast.com. Uh, enjoy the music guys. I will talk to you next week. 